God. It's been too long, Grinners. We're back. I believe I was just looking at StreamYard. And it tells me that, that we have produced two shows over the last month on this channel. There we go, folks. Part-time here in full effect. But nonetheless, big week ahead. I thought I'd hop on for my first solo stream in quite a bit. Um, answer some questions, hang out, talk about professional wrestling, as we intend to do around here, and kind of set the stage for an eventful week. It was an eventful week last week. We have another one ahead, pay-per-view week, which I think is now every week in professional wrestling. Um, a lot to look forward to, a lot to talk about. I hope everyone is well. I see many of you already filing in. And uh, I'll be answering some questions here. Before I do, let me handle some business. Riley Walker, resubscribe. Move us for 16. My God, almost short change him. 16 months. This is the big man is back. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Riley. I appreciate your support. 16 months is a, a truly um, horrifying amount of time that we've been doing this. So I thank you. JR. Famed uh, member of the illustrious Chicago trip. Resubscribed also. 16 months right alongside Riley and hits me with a classic LA night. Yeah, one of those. Um, I don't know how loud that was. I didn't intend for it to be that loud, but it may have been. Nonetheless, let's talk about professional wrestling. I'll be here for about an hour, maybe more. I could do. I actually have a little time today. I may be able to do like 90 minutes before we do worldwide over on the Wrestle Purist program. Um, let's catch up on the chat. Let's go. Are you well, Jake? Factual, big man indeed. Back, Bobby's here. I want to announce again, I want to stress this is important. Bob is not going to be on Thursday's show. This is very, very important. Do not expect to see Bob. Do not ask me for a refund if you show up to Thursday's show and Bob is not there. He, I'm announcing it now, he's not there. He's off the show. You can chant, we chant, we want Bob all you want. It will make no difference. He's not showing on Thursday's edition of the Late Night Grin. Um, Bobby Dutch talk. I thought their vignette was pretty good on Saturday. I'll leave it at that. Um, the rumors were true. The reports were true about the haircut. It's a very therapeutic thing I do. I joked around a little bit about it on Twitter, but I really was being sincere in saying that it does appear to like cycle in a way where when I, when I most mentally need a reset, um, it's, it seems to be when I need a haircut anyway. The grey was starting to appear. It was very, very frightening, the grey that was emerging uh, It was emerging on top of my head. So I, I had to, I mean, I've got a little bit more extreme than usual. But you have to stay fresh in this business, you know. It's very, very important. Um, beard needs, I need to, I, I've took a lot off my beard, whether you notice or not. And that's talking about my facial hair. But it's a little uneven. Needs need to do some work on that front. I probably won't do that work, but I should. Um, Return of the Bing, factual. Hello, Cookie. That's some Ojo Canvas print, though. Awesome stuff. There it is. The great JJ Williams, at JJ Williams, W-O-N. Great friend of the channel. Um, just a lovely fellow all around, really. Classic, and, and I, th I think, for my money, the best photographer going in the Graps game. I mean... Just extraordinary, the shots he gets. And it's always a pleasure when I'm able to use some for uh, for features I do over at WrestlePurious. I, I was able to do so on the uh, the Starks Dragon review, not the latest one, the first one. And just remarkable imagery. I think that's such a 
special piece of the of the wrestling world that I hope we never lose. I, I really am being sincere with this. I mean, obviously, JJ is my friend, but just generally speaking, you know, the when you see those old magazines with the great, the classic shots and and how much, um, how much magnitude and gravity can be captured by those single images of wrestling history or any history for that matter, but just in our little world, I'm talking about. And I always like the fact that our social media feed can recreate that on occasion. So happy to have it behind me here on the backdrop. Um, uh, Braun Strowman, not a lot to talk about on the Braun front, unfortunately, Andrew. I'd love for it to be. I miss him. I was telling the lads the other day that I'm missing him, but uh, it's a quiet time on the Braun front, sadly. Bing Bong's fresh trim isn't ready to work. Eric Young in the impact zone, that's a little aggressive, but fair enough. Um... Okay, what else we got here? Yeah, Bob's. I don't want to say why Bob can't make it on Thursday, but like, I think it's going to be kind of crazy if you guys just stay tuned, what he intends to be doing on Thursday nights moving forward. Um, <clears throat> I just, I really hope you can adjust to Louisville. I think it could be a bit of a culture shock, but we'll see. We'll see. Rule Quest 3, Osprey no-selling all of ZSJ's limb work, Eddie Kingston in a party six-man and a Trent Seven singles match owned. Brother, I'm, I'm going with Mama and Papa Hole, but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be all smiles even if it sucks, just to be polite. Uh, that would be a hilarious ordeal. I assume that someone is going to spot me as WrestlePurist uh, dipshit, and this is going to baffle my folks. I'm, I have no doubt this is going to happen. And they will immediately ensure that I'm the least cool person in attendance, which is not going to be hard. I mean, well, it might be. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to go just for that reason. But it's, just cool. it's a cool ordeal. Pretty fired up. All right. Um, Joe, thoughts on the Wrestle Dream theme song? Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Super cool. Love that whole vibe. Wrestle Dream is honestly one of the best lineups they've ever put together. Um has a very real potential to be the show of the year. Like I'm really excited about it. And I think you're already seeing, I'm not saying to pat myself on the back because what I said wasn't exactly rocket science, but <clears throat> I do think you're already seeing like how the monthly pay-per-view thing can help AEW be more focused creatively and honestly just kind of cut to the chase on things because they need to for the sake of getting to the next, to, from A to B. Now, is it the ideal version of AEW? Probably not. But as we move ahead here into a new era, um, it may be the one that's most suited to to where Tony's currently at creatively and where his team's at more specifically. So uh, I'm very optimistic about Wrestle Dream in general. Theme song rules. Hello, to Tope Suicida. I bought a ticket to an Impact show in Glasgow. Refreshing the timeline, hoping Musha Slamovich is booked on a daily basis. Honestly, I mean, hopefully she is booked because she's very good, but you'll have a great time, I think, regardless. I think it'll be a hell of a show. Um... You know, I, I think, honestly, and it's saying that kind of goes under the radar because, honestly, what can you say, right? I mean, it is what it is. But for all of their faults and their admittedly limited exposure, I actually think Impact are like a pretty cool a pretty cool story. Success story is too strong a word. Success is too strong a word, I should say. But I think Scott DeMore has done a good job. I think if you buy a ticket to one of their shows, I think you're very, very likely to have a good time. That could age poorly, Andrew, but I hope you do have a good time. I think it'll, be, it'll go well. Um, oh, how Elliot is the Copper Box a good venue? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's well, last time they booked it, it was the same day West Ham played. 
And it was like unbearable getting to the building because it's right next to where they play football. And obviously a football match, you're going to have 50, 60,000. I think they do 60,000 now. I don't know how big that place is. Big place. 5,000 wrestling fans. You know, that was a mess. I don't think they're playing this time. Uh, but it's a nice venue. It's a very funny venue in the sense that they they have the set, the seats are all coloured, different colours each of them. So when it's not full, it looks like hilarious on TV. I think it's one to get pretty full. But like for example, I used to go uh, pretty frequently to boxing there, and the promoter who was running there was very much down on his luck at the time. And on TV, it would look like like a rainbow. You know, <laughs> it'd be like a prize fight in the ring, and just different coloured seats. Are scattered across the building, none of them fall. So uh, it's a cool venue. That's always a quirk that's popped me about. I've been a few times, and uh, I'm looking forward to going back here in a couple of weeks. Um, please don't mention Gravity Joe Fair. Yeah, he's uh, he makes my friend Montgomery very, very mad. Very, he's very aggressive, folks. Very, very aggressive. Uh, one second, bear with me. Um, I'm a true sicko, so I watched SummerSlam 2013 along with the Grin Long Great Times. I was like, that's awesome, man. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm very the Grin Longs are a, a weird thing that we produce because I've I, I've honestly never watched one alongside a commentary track, not because I think it's bad or anything, it's just something I've never done. Um, whenever I'd listen to like Shivani's commentary tracks, I would just listen, <laughs> which is kind of demented upon for, but the, but then that has shaped the way we do them where we don't really talk about the graps too often. So I always am glad to hear people are actually sinking and enjoying that process. I could imagine it is not an easy thing to enjoy because, uh, believe it or not, here at the Late Night Groom, we switch up topics quite frequently. But, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it and hopefully we helped kind of, you know, make a, a, a memorable show even more fun to, to revisit. So thanks for thanks for, uh, thanks for watching, bro. We're all narrowly avoided being an NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I still think it's crazy, like, who he, you know. I just, I'm kind of fascinated by his run outside of that place. That place being WWE. I mean, there's so many fun, like, weird things that he could have done outside of there that he did none of because instead he was, like, I guess too expensive and or controlling his narrative. So... You get what you get, I suppose. But that could have been a hell of a deal. I'd have pro honestly, it's probably for the best Boom didn't win that bill. I probably would have embarrassed myself if we're being completely honest with each other. Um, you think Swerve or Ricky dethrones Max? I think Ricky rebuilt his image with collision and feels big time after Danielson matches. Swerve always feels big time. <clears throat> Sorry. If I was booking, yes. I think your your heels are switchblade who's the third name I'd add to your list. And I think it's actually probably top of the list in a lot of ways. Most complete talent, those three, definitely. Switchblade, Swerve, Ricky. They're your, your three heels who are younger, younger, fresher, and are ready to be players. Um, my you know, suggestion would be one of those guys beats Babyface MJF. The issue is I do not think Babyface MJF is here to stay. Um, I could be wrong about that. I sincerely hope I'm wrong about that. I think it's very obvious he should be the top baby face of the company and the face of the company more specifically. But I am very much of the belief that he will return to being a heel shortly. So honestly, uh, my current guess is Darby Allen in some kind of headlock takeover uh, callback, as the kids say. And then we'll see where they go from there. I, I think it's a mistake 
I'll continue to say that and bore everyone, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If it is going to be him as a babyface, I think it's those two names. And again, I'd say Switchblade. Um, Ricky is, I think, more over than Swerve. He's had more opportunity to be over, so I don't mean that as a slight on Swerve. I'm less confident in Ricky's main event singles matches than I am Swerve's, but I think he's a better promo. So they're an interesting kind of chase, so to speak, to follow. Switchblade Jay White is the most complete of those three guys, right? Confident in the promo, know he can work main event matches. Honestly, to a full, I would like, you know, <laughs> I don't want him to go back to working 40-minute ones by any means. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think those are the three guys to circle on the hillside. Even MJF stand babyface. Yeah, absolutely. There's some, there's some ground. I'm not an expert on it, like who the wrestling photographers are. I know that um, Scott Lesh, right, is the one who got the great Joe shot. He gets many. I'm, I'm pretty sure I hope I didn't mess his name up. Um, Kim, Kim Balas Kick, the the cool Becky name. Great account, great photos. There's, there's others that I'm forgetting, but yeah, I, I love that stuff. You know, I think it's always... Um, it's hard when you cover it as closely as, as a lot of us, or not even cover, you just watch as close as a lot of us do. Like everyone who's current can be overexposed on TV and you kind of take them granted. But I do try my best to celebrate today's grapplers the way that we often celebrate yesterday's, right? Like I, I do think that's important. So when you see a cool shot of someone like, you know, when you see a picture of the American dragon, Brian Danielson bleeding, it's like, keep that shit on my feed, you know? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the graps I'll, I'll remember forever, so. Yeah. True. He's he's Vince's boy, Bob. That is. I watched Wyatt Family versus ECW Originals a while back. Hmm. When is that? Twenty fifteen. Is that like in Philly? I don't know. Um, one of Braun's first matches, yeah, twenty fifteen, and he had star presence. Then it was insane. Yeah, they, that uh, black sheep thing they gave him, like he actually died pretty quick. And then the brand split allowed him to, uh, the brand split allowed him to to work as a singles. And they put him with like Sami Zayn and then Roman. He was off to the race at that point. <clears throat> Need main events to go back to photo shoots rather than two different eight pictures on a graphic reel. Um, Reese says, Burt Man, Burt Man, can you fantasy book the Nemeth Bros inevitable hilarious pushes tag team superstars? So here's the thing with this. <clears throat> this is probably going to happen. And uh, I'm very frightened by it. Not because I think, like, you know, not because I really care. But our friend, the confirmed shoe, is very anti Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, whatever we're calling him now. And. I think I have him in a position. <clears throat> I think he's on the rope slightly. And I have him in a position here where I think I can win him over on this Dolph AEW run. I think there's a real chance, especially with the collision being a thing and there's more hours and there's some, you know. If he comes in and teams up with, with his brother, then I'm sorry to say that my, my window is going to close very, very suddenly. So I would rather not fantasy book that. I would rather it not happen. It probably will happen. Um, I could also see some QTV, Johnny TV business, which is deeply unfortunate. I don't know what you do with Dolph, you know? I've seen articles and, like, I don't want to call out people's takes because it's, you know, it's wrestling, but, like, 
there's like a perception online that he should be in the world's title scene for AEW, and I just don't know what planet some folks are on, you know? I mean, I say some insane things, but he's been beaten from pillar to post on WWE TV for years. And I'm not talking about, like, prior Dolph, who would get, like, used with relative importance but still lose all the time. I'm talking about, like, you know, the last few times he was on, I'm pretty sure he was just a full-on enhancement guy, basically. I seem to remember him getting a match with Gunter and losing him, like, mere minutes, you know? So it's difficult. I don't really know what you do with him. I don't really know what he wants to do. Um, I would really like to see him have a good run. and I think he's capable of it, but it's more a case of, like, what he what he's motivated to do, what kind of money he's looking at to do that. And there's a lot of moving pieces with Dolph. I wouldn't surprise me if he's kind of, you know, mostly done, which is, I mean, whatever, man. He had a great career, right? Is what it is. Good evening, Franco. Did you see OVW sold out this past week while Trump? I did, yeah. Turning people away, brother. Turning people away. It was, um, it was incredible. I loved that show, by the way. I don't think I've been on since then. Matt and I were talking about, like, I thought that show was brilliant. And I'm I'm not, you know, I, I focused on the bits when I talked about it on the air on Wrestle Curious because it is very funny and Al is absurd on it and seems incredibly incompetent. But I do think it's a really well-crafted look at professional wrestling. And I appreciated they embraced wrestling for its, you know, better and worst, for all its faults, for all of its strengths and pros. I, I thought it did a really marvelous job of just examining the medium making you care about, frankly, a relatively unlikable cast and, and telling their story. I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was superb. So I don't, I can't say that I really want or care to see OVW do well, but I am glad to see the show do well, the documentary, because wrestling is kind of made for those kind of shows. I mean, we've talked about this for years on the grid. I've brought this up many a time throughout the 8 million episodes we've done. But wrestling is so good for those kind of, you know, sports season documentaries that are so in vogue as of late because wrestlers are fucking insane and they say things on camera that you can't fathom. I mean, the fellas are sitting around talking about how much of a prick the owner is on camera, you know, because to them, they're always, they're always shooting an angle, brother, brother, you know, they're nuts. Wrestlers are insane. They're made for these kind of programs. So hopefully we get some more. I'm looking, you know, Amazon all or nothing impact wrestling. Give me some, Major League Wrestling documentaries, you know? Fuck it, give me Billy Corgan. I want to see all these freaks in their, in their element, you know? Let's roll. <clears throat> anyway. Um, this is anti-British. Zack Sabre Jr. main events. He's, he's, he's British, you know? We've produced many famed professional wrestlers. Uh, I'm famously patriotic about these things. Genuine question, but I wonder if we end up with half the pay-per-views outside of the bigger shows on streaming at with some paid, not too dissimilar from Impact Specials. That's what I think the model is. Um, I honestly, and this is pure guesswork before I go any further, <clears throat> but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the, all of it is on HBO Max. When I say all of it, I mean the pay-per-views, not the TV products. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not even a thing where they're tiered and you have like the big four you still pay for. I could see it just being there all on HBO Max. Um, a long time back when this all came up, I said then if they were going to do a move to streaming, it would change their schedule. Because the, for a streamer to invest in you to that degree, you're going to need to have monthly content because otherwise people will just drop out every, you know, you can't do the four pay-per-views things there. So 
<clears throat> I do think there's a chance that like they're just all on the streamer for being HBO Max days, but time will tell. Uh, I get the sense and the announcement's coming very, very soon. I'm intrigued as to what that means for, for Ring of Honor. Uh, I assume not a lot, but you know, Ring of Honor's titles have kind of moved in an interesting way. And I don't know. I just, I think if you're going to make a deal like that, there's some things that you could change about Ring of Honor, I feel. And I know everyone's bored of me pitching the event style product, but you know, if you want to do a deal with a streamer, like that's a nice complimentary piece, right? Like you subscribe, you get these big events, but you also get maybe every three weeks, you get a kind of smaller Ring of Honor live event. I don't know. I suppose you could see that if there's an AEW package or singular AEW thing to subscribe to. Many moving pieces. I'm not an expert on the matter, but I think you're going to get an announcement pretty soon. Revisiting some Dolph, my God, and found a 20-minute match with Antonio Cesaro on the July 10th, 2013 main event. Hold up. Let me just write this down here. July 10th, 2013. Okay. Beautiful. That's going to be reviewed, I think. That sounds scrumptious. I mean... I uh, I love their two out of three falls match for the IC belt. I love uh, I love their triple threat with Tyson Kidd, TJ of producer fame, <laughs> Freddie Kids out there. Uh, that that sounds terrific. He says they seemingly decided to forget WWE structure and have a proper world title match at Rules. Two guys who really were just in love with one another in terms of their work. I like just both fought the world of each other and had great chemistry because of course easy dynamic the best powerhouse in wrestling versus the best bump man like come on man don't get any better love it i have to watch that one um i watch the monthly specials and find myself liking most of their matches it's about impact i found myself enjoying this eddie edwards kazarian feud wonderful wwe in glasgow four days later and i'm more of a wwe guy but for smaller venue older crowd so i chose uh, impact yeah i mean that's fair enough i mean it also is like there's a novelty to it right if you've been to i don't know how often you've been to be when they've come through andrew but yeah i mean I, i'm with that i mean i i'm all into like quirky attendance of shows so pops me this idiot with kazarian thing is fascinating i didn't watch it but i saw that they did the tracy brooks tag which is i mean i don't know how it went that was kind of wild to me that happened so god bless who do you think Kingston's future challenges are for the RH and New Japan Strong title? Um, I think he's going to work with Christian because I think Christian's TNT title run is going to be quite short. I think that'll probably be sometime, I would say, hmm, you've got some Adam Edge business to do. I would expect them to work with each other at some point. That's all. I'll leave it at that. As for other options, I think you got to look at some of the, the New Japan talent, right? So um, Kojima, I think, is a match you'll get. I could see you getting the Yuji Nagata match and just kind of going through like the the legends because there's always a, a hook with that with Eddie. Uh, I'm going to look at the AEW roster and try and throw some names your way. They're intriguing. Um, scrolling through quite a few here, I must admit. I really like to see him work with Brody King. I don't think he will, but I would like to see him work with with Brody. Um, they had some matches on the independents that I seem to recall liking. Uh, what else have we got here? I said Christian Cage. Would love to see him reignite his feud with Daniel Garcia, but I'll believe it when I see it. 
Uh, I know some bit in the chat mentioned Monty's one of them that we owed a match with Rocky Romero that just fell apart this past weekend. I would like to see him wrestle the natural Dustin Rhodes, please, if that's possible. Um, Jeff Jarrett should be a match they do. Like, unironically, they should do that match because Jeff Jarrett doing a bit about wanting to pursue the Ring of Honor World's Heavyweight title is fucking hilarious. They should do that. Other than that, Hmm. I mean, if we're just going to pop me, which, I mean, it seems like what I'm doing here. I mean, Mr. Mister ROH, bro, give me Roderick Strong. And for for, me, for good measure, let's put Roosh in there too. I know it was a weird collection of names, but I was just kind of going off the top there, right? Um, winter is coming. Do you think winter is coming, Grand Slam, et cetera, transition to pay-per-views, or we get 12 pay-per-views plus those special? I think they transition to pay-per-views. I think Tony kind of hinted at that with his uh with his like post show or mid show after Ash promo, I think. So yeah, I think they transition to specials. Probably that winter is coming one could actually happen this December. They could start with that. If MJF stays face, I'd put Cole to Kesha and Osprey all in that conversation at the front MJF, depending on when they do it. Um Yeah, I, I think. Cole, I don't think he's going to do it for right or wrong, better or worse. I just think that feud's going to come and go with him, Jeff as champ. Osprey is a very real one because he's probably going to be signed eventually. And actually, probably still be the champ by the time he does. And Takeshita, obviously talented enough, but I just think they've got some work to do with the presentation. I still don't love it. He still feels like Don's heavy to me, you know? Don has got to do a better job of transferring the heat. He's. T- he very much just feels like the guy fighting on Don's behalf, which is like kind of old school graps. There's nothing wrong with that generally, but Don's, but Takeshi is too big of a talent for him to be playing that role. You know, that's the kind of role that like, you know, Brian Cage plays or whoever, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. I think they need to really lock in on that. So I'll take him out of the conversation for now, but he's talented enough to re-enter it overnight if they just start going in more in the right direction. What well, I see is the right direction anyway. Is there anybody who's booking you dislike in wrestling as much as Dave dislikes the righteous? Um, anybody being booked in a match that you dislike? Honestly, no, because like, how do I say this without being? For the most part, my attitude with it is that I don't need to watch. And I don't say that in like a an uppity or snobby way. It's just like, you know, that's the beauty of this, right? Is that you can treat it. I often use the the buffet analogy, I guess it's an analogy. You know, and the beauty of a buffet is you don't have to eat everything up there. Probably best you don't. So when I see stuff that's not very appealing on AEW TV, my reaction is like, oh, I'm just going to watch more of, you know, WCW this week or whatever. Um, do I get frustrated at certain matchups? Definitely. Did I, do I need to see the Iron Savages ever again? No. That would probably be my answer. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, it's like, oh, I'll skip it. It's fine. I, I do think some of the lineup analysis online is, like, kind of unhinged behavior, to be totally honest. <laughs> I mean, it pops me because it's funny, but, like, whenever I see those pictures that are the match graphics all clogged up, I laugh all mo- most of the time, but there is a part of my brain that's like, I don't know this is how we're supposed to be consuming this, you know? None of the fans wrong, but, I mean, good Lord. But uh, Dave's disdain for the righteous does pop me, so shout out to him. 
You think Omega or Danielson ever hold the AEW world title again? No, I don't. Um, and I know you followed up with Danielson never held it type, but that's fine. I don't think Danielson ever wins it because Danielson is Danielson and he's going to, I think, you know, obviously he's kind of said as much. He's going to be in a part-time era uh, here shortly. Omega is a point where I just, and I kind of, this was stuff that we talked about uh, a long time ago. Um, Kenny is super beat up, right? And like there was a there was a while back, it was a couple matches he wrestled when he first started wrestling singles again, and the you know the belief was like it took a lot out of him. You know, Kenny kind of cycled away again. Um, I don't think Kenny's gonna be the world champion again. But I don't think a he wants to be, and b I don't think he feels like his body could do it justice. You know, he's had a lot of pride in what he does, and I think he knows how much he put into that reign. Now, granted. We know that was a unique reign and there was multiple belts and such, but I, I don't know. I, I think he's – it's difficult because as a fan, I would like Kenny to be more selfish and, and be the guy because I think he still probably should be the guy for AEW. Such a special talent and such a beloved wrestler. I mean, I often say it like, you know, you might hate CM Punk, you might hate the Young Bucks, but really if you hate Kenny Omega, I mean, you're going a little far with it, right? Like that's, this is the best way to explain that entire uh, dynamic. But I do think part of it is not like just purely him being selfish. I think he's pretty beat up, unfortunately. So I don't think even will be AEW champ again. In Daniel's case, will be AEW champ. But I'd love to see both of them with the belt, certainly. Ryan Loco is very good, yeah, in terms of wrestling photographers. Uh, Osprey is definitely winning that belt within the next 18 months. Um... His schedule will be interesting to watch too because I'm still kind of of the belief he may be doing the dual contract thing, but yeah, probably. I mean, he's going to get a huge push when he comes in because, you know, I mean, fair enough. the way he's performed in AEW is hard to argue with that, really. Dole should be used for big prize fight matches insofar as he fits the bill for those. I don't need him taking up lots of time for storytelling on TV. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it also, like, it's all about kind of how... I'm intrigued as to his read on how he should be branded and presented. That's also... Because, like, we have to be honest, there is definitely a version of this where he comes in and does the, like, being held down bro promo that is very bad. And I say that as someone who loves him as a talent, but, you know, you got to be careful with that TNA vibe. So, I'm intrigued. I hope to get to see him wrestle again, though. I think he's, you know, just, I, I think he's the man. I, I love the guy's work, so. Hopefully, everything works out. I mean, lest we forget, I, you know, it's not lost on me. Where am I going here? Yeah. You know, the big man's behind me here, and uh, he got released twice, and I can tell you, because I was one of the only people in the world he was talking about, there was not a great deal of excitement or anticipation as to where Joe was going next. Again, I would know. Um, it was, Sometimes, you know, you, you can kind of take these guys for granted until you see them in a fresh spot. So maybe it'll work out. Um, I believe he once theorized that having more pay views would improve TK's booking and looking at the build and card for Wrestle Dream. I think you may be on the same. Sometimes I get them right, but I'm telling you. Most of the time I don't, but sometimes I stumble onto something. Run back, uh, Dragon versus uh, Dolph on TV, and Pitt will be in on him. If TK thinks he's a scrub, he'll definitely be the friends and family division with QTV and the Hardys. Yeah, I'm definitely, whatever else happens, I'm definitely in on the the uh, dragon match as a TV attraction. I think that's just a cool thing to throw out there. And I would start there the way you're suggesting and then figure out what you have, you know, that'd be cool. 
third page of Larry Bird is here. Let me hear his theme music. Oh, here's the third page of Larry Bird. I don't know. I, I probably can't even read it right now, but it helped me to scribble it because my hieroglyphics were emblazoned in my brain. So he says, can we talk, can we talk about the art of the four-star match? So we were kind of getting into this a little bit on our Discord uh, about, I posted a clear pause. It was something about uh, Joe and and Mark, and we kind of got into a, a very brief conversation about how Joe has had a lot of those matches. That if you were, when you're rating them on a spreadsheet, God forbid, and not that I would ever do that, right? Um, if, you, if you were rating on a spreadsheet, you know, Joe's, a lot of Joe's best work this year falls in that range as a four-star match. But they are inherently memorable in a way that I think a lot of the more elaborate and expansive matches that get rated higher, by myself included, so I'm not criticizing anyone, are not. Now, part of that is a bias, certainly. Certainly that's a bias on my part. But I do think beyond an, a, a Samoa Joe, there is a conversation about that in general. You know, you look at a match like Eddie and Claudio. I thought it was a four-star match. But that was like kind of breathtaking. It's kind of intoxicating, right? Or even if you take someone that I'm not as personally attached to, like a, a Darby Allen, you know, and you look at like a match he worked with, with uh, well, honestly, a lot of the TV matches he works that fall in that three and a half to four range. You know, like, if you look at Darby's top-end stuff, I don't think he really has a wrestler of the year case, but every single time he wrestles, it's good, and a lot of his matches stick. Even the match he had on Saturday, I mean, that, that first minute he worked, that babyface burst that he produced, I mean, just unbelievable stuff. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing, and it kind of gets back to that core point of, like, you know, not you can't... People that look at the star rating thing as a scale, I think, is an issue in itself because you can't redo it that way. You just kind of have to put your whatever you think it is right down and leave, leave it at that. Once you start making it a clear scale where one has to be better than the other and you lose your mind slightly. Um, but yeah, the four star match, bro. God bless. The more I see Matt in uh, BTE skits, I think this is Jackson, I assume. Matt Hardy? Hardy, yeah. Matt. Matt Hardy, not Matt Jackson. I was going to say, Matt Jackson's in a lot of BTE skits. <laughs> um, Andrew says, also that Dave quote from today got taken out of context. Crazy. He said, there are people in WWE that dislike Punk, but there aren't those in AEW that dislike Riddle, which is a pretty obvious statement. Yeah, I uh, I don't really know. I don't know who tweeted that or whatever. I don't know, I don't know what the hell was going on with that. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know the context as to how Punk ended up in the, Either way, I'd imagine they're putting both places to dislike both guys, <laughs> to be totally honest. But well, time will tell. I'd be surprised on the on the riddle front, but time will tell. Need wrestling with shadows, punk edition for the pop. You'll probably get that on Peacock. Yep. Um what's up? Good evening, Pro Wrestling Pod. Is Dave's weird word wording with his news intentional or a bit? His obituaries and history pieces read so much differently. It would be an awesome bit. He should that should be he should just say it's a bit. I'm gonna say it's a bit, it's a bit. Kingston, Sam Joe, Shibata, Athena, all we need is the work who's going to take the tag belts. We have Ring of Holbert. It's true. Very, very true. Um shout out to the work horseman, by the way. I know we're kind of talking, you know, we're going to match by match, but I was I was very, very impressed by the way they adapted their game to a 
four minute TV match. Um, and obviously, you know, it, it takes FTR, I thought, were incredibly giving in that four minute tag match and gave them the entire runtime, but they were worth it and they got their stuff over. JD Drake is, you know, I love JD and I, I was really happy to see the reaction the Moonsault got, but man, Anthony Henry is like, he's just immense inside those ropes. And I know like we do this a lot and everyone gets bored of the eh, good work about, but he really is like so sharp in there. You know, I think a lot of the guys who, who are presented and frame themselves as good workers are not as good as him, to be honest. He's damn good. He should really stick around on TV. And, you know, I mean, cause I get with JD, like there, I, I totally understand there are limitations with the way that JD just generally, presents himself and the the connotations come with his look to me personally he's look fucking rules it reminds me of old school pro wrestlers but i get there's like a pushback you know he doesn't look tv ready whatever the fuck that means in wrestling so i get it even if i resent it but Andy henry's like man he's gonna be wrestling tv matches you know you know i do well there'll be a team i hope they do i hope they stay as a team on AEW TV. uh do you see the streaming deal Plus, move to monthly pay views is the new era that Tony spoke of as you just pre promo. I, I think it's probably the new era, yeah. I think they're going to, uh, I mean, they're going to announce that. I also think Adam Edge is probably going to be at the pipe. So, like, it could be that. It may be both. The new era of streaming plus Edge. These are the things, these are the, the games we play. Um, going to the New Japan show in Dallas in November, would love to see Eddie versus Hanare there. It seems like they may be doing that at the Vegas show, maybe. I think they might be doing that at the, end, at the end of October. So you might be getting something else. I could be completely wrong on that because that is mostly guesswork, but I think that's what they're doing. Joseph, can you tell Tony Khan? No. Um, <laughs> can you tell him to please book JD Drake versus Daniel Garcia on the famed collision television program? I'll take Daniel Garcia versus anyone at this point, bro. I mean, I'll try my best. I just, I, I'm, I'm missing him. I mean, I know he's still on. I understand he still appears on TV. I get it. We see him backstage and stuff, but I took for granted that stretch when he was wrestling regularly. I mean, I know it wasn't great for the ratings, but it was good for the soul, you know. It's kind of graps I need in my life. But yeah. Hopefully Danny's well. Shane Taylor, this is an Eddie Kingston one, yeah. Shane Taylor versus Kingston will be pretty awesome on the RHN. Tai Chi for the Ninja Man Strong Tile. Some magic to made with Tai Chi. That's a good call. Good call. Um, Sam Joe and King has got to happen. I didn't want to be greedy, but yeah. I mean, this is, you know, this is the game we love, isn't it? I also think while we're doing full propaganda, we've got to get Dragon and Joe back in there. I was looking at how infrequently they did the dance up in, up north, you know, on the other channel, brother, brother. My God, we need to... We really need to get them back in there now. You don't I mean... God forbid the colour that big man's going to turn when Brian starts chopping him. We've got to get him in there to find out. There's only one way to find out. So, we need it. Sam Joe should be in his big fight here at this point. I think he's going to be away for a little bit. That's purely based on the handshake. I could be completely wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong on it because I think he's on a hell of a run. I think we might be missing him for a couple of weeks here. Um, but it, when he's back, if he's, you know, if he does take some time away, regardless, big fights, that's what we need to be doing here with Jace. That's where he belongs at this point. Uh, 
<clears throat> Did you see the Dom Carmelo match? Had the best DQ fin- I've not seen it, no. I did not see that. Uh, Dom needs to wrestle Dragonov. True. I would watch that. The Mad King should wrestle Big Jake Lee. No, absolutely not. Reese, please behave yourself. Um, <laughs> could actually see Roddy taking it off Eddie once the Benek bit is done. Yeah, I could too. I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I'd love to see that match. They had a couple on the Indies. I don't think anything like high profile, though, unless I'm forgetting it. What else we got here? Hill, we talked some Takesh to talk. Hill run for Takesh to just be a temporary thing to develop a bit of a character. He's a babyface long term. It's the only way he's a top, top guy. I tend to agree. I do. I do tend to agree. But I think there's a bet. There's got to be a middle ground there and a way to do it with Don, I feel like. I will say I'm very excited for this match. Reese brings up the Jericho match in DDT. Look, Jericho has his faults, but I do love that kind of willingness and enthusiasm to work in new territories and new promotions. I think it's such a cool thing that we lost kind of along the way. And I'm glad that he still does it. I'm glad that Moxley does it to a different, in a different way, but he does it. I love that stuff, man. Like Jericho and Takeshi and AEW is like whatever to me. In DDT, that's like must watch. So I'm absolutely going to watch that show because it's cool. It's, it's, it's neat to see those things, you know, there, there's a novelty to them and, and it kind of keeps everything fresh. So you know, Jericho is anything but fresh in AEW TV, but you, so, you tell me he's working there, I go, well, that's interesting. I would like to see that. Hopefully it rules. I think it will. Was Mox supposed to beat Phoenix on Wednesday? Yeah, he was. Uh, I suspected Takeshita would be the guy to beat Mox after he lost twice to him as a babyface. That's, yeah, that'd be an interesting call. That, that would work, definitely. Um, it seems pretty clear he was supposed to win, yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't think they had a next champion lined up, to be honest, just based on kind of putting the pieces together, but we'll see what they do now. Good evening, Jason. Hope you're doing as well as possible. Doing all right, mate. Thank you for asking. Uh, Takeshita in DDT is who he should be in AEW. He got a great promo on Saturday before and after the Jericho bit. I saw that. It was great. You can do that in AEW too. And watch his match when you can, plus the Brooks. Uh, I did mean to watch the Chris Brooks match because someone told me to. Um, it was just the week. There was already a lot of matches like I had queued up for the match guy. I'd already wrote the review for. I didn't have as much time as I wanted to like reevaluate. So I kind of, the only thing I added from, from Japan over the weekend was the Osprey Suji match. Cause that had like match of the year uh, buzz, which I didn't think it was like that level, but it was very, very good. Um, but people told me about the Brooks match. So I will have to try and watch it at some point. Um, this week's a little busy, but hopefully I'll get to it eventually. Hopefully. And the Takeshi match for that matter. Um, the lineups can be so overanalyzed. Like so many loaded shows really become the sum of their parts. And there's shows about any matches that jump off the page by a tremendous overall. There was a thread about this a while ago. I can't remember the account. But there was a thread about it that was like talking about how AEW kind of doomed themselves in some way by making their, by building a, by training the audience that like they're doing events there's like a discourse about the co- the quality of the card in a way that is not traditionally how US TV is done. Now, I don't see that as like a scathing criticism. I just think it's an interesting commentary because it is true. Like we do react differently to AEW cards and mostly it's because their matches all, ha- all get time for the most part. And generally the quality of their shows is reliant on just, you could tell beforehand how good does this lineup look. There are exceptions to that rule. And it's especially interesting now as they clearly change their product often in ways I don't really like, but as they go to a more traditional television format, 
you kind of see how weird that that mindset was because it doesn't really correlate. Um, now, my favorite version of AEW was when you could very much look at those lineups and, and read it because they were events, but they're, they're going a different direction now. So it makes for a really interesting kind of fan response to reality um, kind of, uh, you know, mix there. It's weird. Joe, Christian, and Claudio, four-star kings. God bless. What is Darby's best match in AEW? Hmm. Darby's best match. Let me put up the cage match, folks. This is an interesting one. I like this question. Let's yeah, stick on this for a moment. Put your answers in the chat, and I will try to see them here. Let me, let me just do my two-monitor gimmick. <laughs> Darby Allen match guide. What do we got here? It's the four-way, and then it's the Joe... No holds barred, then it's MJF. Okay, so I was going to say the Joe match, but I was very scared that I was just, like, imagining. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Joe match. The last Joe match. I'm pretty certain. Ruled. Uh, Andy Henry would have been a monster in 2015 ROH. Certainly. Absolutely would. He's kind of old-school indie guy in that regard. I mean, he's actually not... I said that like he's young. He's not. He's, you know... Absolutely makes sense that he would be that because he's, well, he's, I think he's in his mid to late thirties, right? Late thirties. But yeah, he's he's tremendous. Want to see Cash and Henry have a singles and Dax and JD too for sure, man. And I want the tag rematch for some more time also. Like there's with the TV shows they have now, you can kind of do that, that you know that kind of more quirky stuff. So I hope we get more extended interactions with those two teams for sure. First one was a hit, so why not, right? Henry is genuinely secretly one of the best uh, in-ring wrestlers in the US right now. I would agree. It is very funny, yes. I do hope they actually present Edge as part of the new era. That would be fucking awesome. Um, AEW in their new era every couple of months phase. Hate to see it, bro. So it's, it's amazing. I was talking to this the other day about like, the different timelines, the different parts of the collision timeline and the highs and lows of it. Because you would think, based on the way the discourse has gone up and down with collision, and I know there's like an obvious factor in this, but even still, you would think that it's been around for like years. And this show has legitimately been on the air for like just over three months. <laughs> and it has lived and died <laughs> like, like 10 times over. It's a very... Uh, it's a hectic time. It's kind of dizzying. It's very roller coaster as AEW as of late. But hopefully this new era sticks and it's one they can they can stay in for a little bit. We'll never forget how awesome that Eddie Kingston Anthony Henry match was on Dark like over a year ago. Left an impression on me. That match rocked. That was at Universal. Yeah, great match. Manscaped with the code Bing Bong. We do not have a sponsorship to as of right now, but I'm working on it. I'm not working on it. I never have worked on it. Dragonov versus Daniels is my new dream match to possess over. That will probably never happen. Man, that would be very violent. Danielson and Gunter is my uh, is my personal choice, I think, for Dragon. I mean, that's my, I mean, that's my pick. <laughs> Jericho chasing Chris Brooks, Brooks to become, quote, the notch. Good lord, fun page of Larry Bird. Top five American Dragon matches. They should run back in the final countdown for the pop. I've got Omega, Sam Joe, Nigel, Hero, and Nakajima. Jesus, wept. I don't know how I'm supposed to build on that, really. Um, 
Who could we run back here that's not? I'm trying to think. Hmm. That's very difficult, man. I will say this because I think that's the perfect like retirement tour, retirement pop. You know what I'm saying? You know, the final countdown tour, whoever. Uh, I think that's the perfect lineup for that. But I will say, I do hope that like him and Mox get, you know, another shot at having a big time match. Because they worked the first one as a setup, but it never actually was a it never was able to be a setup because they went straight into the BCC thing. And the crowd actually kind of exhaled during that match. And then Arthur Ash was like a slightly strange vibe. And um the MJF in the crowd thing and the weird babyface heel dynamic and it's just a bit weird. I'd like to see him and Moxie have another crack here. Also, someone's mentioned in the chat that he should wrestle Roderick Strong again, which I would agree. I've got some suggestions for MJF. For, sorry, for Derby's best match. MJF came out a couple times. Uh, the Joe match I mentioned, the first Coffin match, which was against Ethan, I think. It's probably not his best, but there's a real chance that Miro match where he loses the belt. That's a great one. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Fee was an all-timer. Certainly was. Um, Tope says that Joe Darby match is still my match of the year alongside Hook versus Stoke. Variety is the spice of life. Um, everyone should go watch Austin and Foley from Over the Edge 98. It's the definition of a hoot. It's very, very good. I uh, I used to do a show on Fightful called My Match Monday. I've attempted to bring this back multiple times, but I my schedule is such this hard. Um, my Match Monday. And the bit would be that folks would suggest matches and I'd put together a lineup and I would review the matches one by one. It was kind of like a, it foreshadowed the match guide, I suppose, in a, in a podcast sense. And well, I think the first one we did, this match came out, Austin and Foley from Over the Edge 98. And I had no idea what this match was. It's just a blind spot of mine. You know, a lot of the Attitude Era stuff is. I just didn't know what it was. So I was watching this match and I'm rocking and rolling. I mean, this thing's incredible. And I come on to review it and... Good old Jeremy Lambert goes to me, brother, this is like the most famous horseshit attitude era match ever. You're not breaking any news. I, I thought I'd been given some sort of hidden gem, <laughs> this secret weapon to unleash upon the world. And it was like, no, man, it's not the most famous match of the genre. So it rules. If you haven't seen it, follow Darren's advice and watch it because I hadn't seen it and I thought it was tremendous. Um, it's basically the peak of that like style and genre and has never actually been recaptured you know nearly as well ever again but it is awesome nonetheless also not his best this is regards to derby but i love the christian match he gets to show his wrestling ability as a departure from the usual derby dies violently template he's very very good in that regard um i'm incredibly excited for the two out three falls match guys wrestle dream looks fucking awesome man i gotta say that card looks so strong it's very bing bong friendly too honestly I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Any thoughts on the Riddle release and who do you think takes his place on the face team at Survivor Series? Ironically, it's probably Orton, which is funny. Um, my thoughts are that to say it's overdue would be like <laughs> the understatement of the century. I, I was, I'm told that there's a lot of optimism elsewhere about what he's going to do next. I, I, have, I have none of that optimism. Um, for a range of reasons, and I'm I'm pretty content never seeing him wrestle again. But uh, 
I don't think he's going to be showing up on a big stage. I could be wrong. I could be way off. I've been wrong before, clearly. But, uh, yeah, I think he's kind of – I think he's done. And, again, not a day too soon if we're being honest, right? So, Orton probably takes his place. Is Hero ever coming back? I think he'll probably, like, wrestle a one-off. But coming back in the sense that he's going to be, like, a – you know, a, make a run of it again, probably not. Um, Brian needs to wrestle on cast in this run. Certainly does. Yeah, that has to happen. And Derby, right? He never saw Derby. Uh, what else we got here? Dragon and Kylo running here to do the dance and the flute when, when Kyle returns. Hopefully he can return, man. Kyle's... It's been a long time. I, I really hope he's, he can make it back. It's concerning. Whenever you do hear stuff, it isn't positive. So it's like you just kind of you just hope he's all right. It, he was really beat up by the time he went down with the injury, and I, you kind of wonder if he'd been worsening it without. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious he must have been worsening that that deal without even realizing it. Like just so tough. It was on a hell of a run. It's a real, real shame. I hope he's okay. Uh, I hope the, the five or so match of the Dragon Run he goes for Muto, Carney, and promotes every match he's lost somehow. It's a good bit, especially considering that he's definitely going to stick around as a part-timer. Um, the Mox Danielson revisit should should split Mox from the group. Yeah, I tend to agree. I kind of would honestly. I'm. I would be very tempted to move on from the Blackpool Combat Club. I I think it's a cool idea, and it's like it's been a fun act. But I just I don't know, man. I think everyone's more valuable on their own in a weird way. I mean, they could have friends and stuff, but I just think it's kind of a hard thing to book around, personally. And I was very high on the initial concert, and I've had fun with it. I just don't think it's quite panned out as it could have. Darby Joe Nahos Bard is Darby's best match, <clears throat> but Darby Suzuki is very close. I love that match. I wouldn't have it on that level, but I did love that match. Um, somebody on Reddit said Elias and Ezekiel could be Cactus Jack Mankind. Yeah, well, he can't win them all. Uh, I bet PFL gives Riddle a fight. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I mean, you never know with these things, right? Because like, the decision goes through so many people. I would personally be surprised if Riddle appeared on... I mean, I'm saying a major stage, but the reality is I don't think he's going to go to AEW. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And in addition, him in Japan sounds like it would be fucking insane. I mean, it sounds like that would go horrifically. So MMA may be the thing, and it could be like a weird novelty fight, because there's a lot of those right now, certainly. Time will tell. I'm not going to be keeping me up at night, i got to admit. Um, is TK's an era will end, an era will start, restream something significant, or just TK's peak? I don't think anyone knows for sure, but I think it's the streaming deal. Uh, LA Knight and John Cena versus Jimmy Uso and Solo at WWE's Fast Lane. PLE will get your PLE get your juices flowing, Joe. No, <laughs> I'm look. I've been very transparent about this. I don't say it you know, in a gleeful way or to be to be mean, but. My season finale was was London. You know, I was there. I had a wonderful time. 
great time with that bloodline civil war business it was an absolute treat to be in attendance one of the best atmospheres i've ever experienced for wrestling i didn't love the follow-up someone you know the talks people were talking about the turn i thought there's no way they're gonna do a fucking and then they did the turn and i thought well i mean they'll do me i mean that's enough for now <laughs> so jimmy and solo working tags is like i mean no not for me 2023 John Cena, absolutely not. But I will give it a glance if I'm in a good mood for LA Knight, who, of course, famously is a late-night grand-sponsored wrestler, to quote Manny the Hooper. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm sorry if that disappoints. Brian Danielson, final bye-bye pop. I feel like they have to do Brian versus you near the end of his full-time run. I would agree. Um... I would agree. I'm good with BCC going the separate ways. Yeah, it just feels like what's best for... I, I mean, you is the issue there, because that is like... I don't really know what he does. I'm Not that he's not talented enough, it's just there's a big drop in terms of role, but that's the way it's got to be right at some point. So. Couldn't wait to see Dwayne pull out Mania in February. Yeah, I would be surprised if he makes it too. Hey, listen, no backing out of the LA night bit, brother. I'm all in. As a CM Punk fan, can you explain to me a CM Punk indifferent? The appeal of him in WWE beyond a personal investment and wanting to see him continue wrestle. That's you nailed it with the second part. I want to see him continue wrestle. I mean, I will say, I think programs with Cody, Roman, uh, Kevin Owens, um, Gunter, I think they're very, very compelling personally. They don't want to be for everyone. I mean, if you don't care about CM Punk, those may not pop you at all. They, they, I find them to be very, very intriguing. In addition, I think there's a real chance here. This was Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I'm sorry to say, folks, but we'll have our weaknesses in life, and that, that sounds perverse. So mainly it's just I'd like to see Punk continue to wrestle. I think he still brings something very unique to the game. Um, do I understand why many people's response to Sam Punk stories is please leave us alone? Yes. Have I had my own response to similar stories that way? Yes. Did it get exhausting? Absolutely. Um, but ultimately, as someone who tries to focus best I can anyway on just like the once the bell rings, I, I really enjoyed having Punk around. So I'd like to see him back. And if he's going to come back, I'm way more invested and way more interested in him doing it against those kind of names than him working, you know, Shelley and Macklin and co. in impact. <laughs> So that's where I'm at personally. I don't know where, where the uh, the Grinners are at on that. I'm intrigued, but that's where I'm at. Is Manny the Hooper dead? No, he's not dead. Um, his spirit may have died, though, which is worse in many ways. Uh, he's The Grins are gone for, for Manuel. I mean, it's just it's over. Right? He pre-told us it would be over, and he, he followed up on it. Now, Manny's got a new gig, and he's he's moving on some of his life, and you know he's, he's doing his thing. I mean, I'm very proud of what he's doing outside again. His tweets are very bad, obviously, but I'm still proud of what he's doing. So, um, so yeah, man, he's doing okay. Doesn't watch any wrestling, but he's doing okay. I'm not getting my hopes up for the replacement being Randall, to be honest. That said, the pop for him hitting his first arco in two years on Dom would probably be one for the ages. It would be awesome. That's another guy I want to see back. I mean, I, I do hope that Randy can, like, you know, a lot of stuff we heard about Randy was concerning. 
Um, it sounded like he was done around a year ago. Well, not a year ago, but it was like near Christmas last year. It was. Uh, it seemed like he was done, and I kind of was of the same. I my read on it was that Riddle was sticking around purely because they needed someone to take the bumps for him. Obviously, that wasn't the case. It seems like he's gearing up and he's going to be back here pretty shortly, but we'll see what level he can perform at and uh, how long he'll have left. LA Knight is the new Mr. Kennedy. In my mind, that's good. Well, in your mind, it may be. It's less good in mine, but I'm, you know, uh, at least you're not me as an insult. That's all I can say because, you know, we, we're pro LA Knight around here. What would Punk versus Omos look like and why should they book it for the love of the game? It look like real fucking graps, bro. Real graps. Punk would, would like, run into him, bounce off, take, like, a shitty bump on his hip. He'd cut a good promo segment with MVP where they'd talk about OVW and the roads, being Paul Heyman guys. Um, Punk would probably get upset with Amos's choke slam or something. Punk would try and throw a head kick and fall slightly short, catch him on the elbow. It's just a lot. There's a lot to dig into here. You know, there's a lot to appreciate, a lot to enjoy. Um, fired up. That's what I'm saying. Fired up. Seeing Punk going back to the Fed is very is way funnier in every possible outcome that brings uh, than Punk not resting. Yeah, it's gonna be very funny. I will say this, like, and I say this as a Punk fan. Now, before I, I mean, I am a CM Punk fan because I like watching him wrestle. I will say that, like, you know, I want to be very clear that Punk wrestling is different to thinking that punk is like an infallible god of humanity that shit's fucking insane i don't any of that stuff's weird but with punk it's gotten to a point right it kind of makes me uncomfortable when i say somebody loves dude's work i mean it's just a lot but um uh, i don't think he should be in full-time schedule even as a fan of his to me he should just slot right into doing what edge was just doing you know come back work single programs and some tv stuff on the side you don't have to be a full you know, Brock style attraction by any means, but I just think some money programs cycle off, be away again. I mean, that'd be the play. That'd be much healthier for him too, in every which way. <laughs> Anything to say regarding the PCO and Sammy Callahan free agency news? Apparently, people want Sammy Callahan. There's news to me as well. I don't know. Good for them, I guess. Um, PCO. I have no earthly idea what he plans on doing. I have no. I thought that was a pretty sweet gig, and it's like he handed his notice in, so I was kind of like, this just fascinated me. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea what PCO's doing, but apparently there's Sammy Callahan interest in, like, the real companies. So, I mean, I, I understand everyone immediately is like, well, Moxley's going to, but I don't know, man. I feel like if he was, <laughs> I feel like my read on it was always if he was going to be there, he probably would have been there already. There's some like agenting bars too. I mean, it's kind of baffled me. I gotta be honest. But maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it wage badly and have a great run somewhere. I don't know. Um, CM Punk, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day, four and a quarter. Uh, man, I don't think I can handle Punk being in the fair. That'd probably be the end of wrestling for me. I mean, it happens that Hooper Hooper retired. This happens to us sometimes, but uh, but yeah, 
I don't know. From what angle are you talking about? I'm intrigued. Like from the punk being like a sellout or something else. I just I'm intrigued. I'm not good. There's a right or wrong. I just I'm interested. Um, imagine an Osprey Orton match. I'll ask Sid versus Powerbomb versus Nash Powerbomb match where whoever it's the the Carter wins first wins. God bless. Sounds real. Uh, PCO at the least, whoever one off against Jericho on Dynamite. That I could see. Yeah. Beyond that, I have no idea. No idea. Um, that was a good comment, Ring Rust. Yes. Uh, if Sandy Callahan leaves and Revolver closes, the Indies may finally be dead. I've heard they're red hot, actually. Very sick. I don't know if you're on Twitter, bro, but I'm told that if you work for 15 promotions and have a toy action figure podcast, it's cooking right now. So, by the way, I'm wearing this absolute fucking rascal of, of, of a tee. The Nitro Era Four Horsemen t-shirt, which I've wanted in my life for years. Finally secured it. It's just as ugly as it should be. The shirt is like loose and big too, which makes me like even more of a fucking idiot. It's just done not any better, man. I love graps. What a time to be alive. All right. Manny will absolutely be joining Fed Mecca when that happens. Yes. When Punk goes there, he'll absolutely be doing it. It'll be very, it'll probably be deeply embarrassing, but it'll be very funny. Okay. Let's do like, you know, any, any, any other questions left? Um, any other questions before I get out of here? I don't want to keep anyone longer than necessary. Any, any topics you just like, would like me to loosely talk about any matches you'd like me to, to, to ponder anything, anything at all. Now's your chance. While you you do that, let me read a couple more here. Jack Crosby wishes went to hunt and meet Sammy Callan in a suit. That's very good. Sees Sammy Callan in a suit. Very good. Um, first, this is the answer as to the punk thing. Thank you. First, because Fed bad, fair. And second of all, this drama with Cabana started because of punk hating that place. Him going back is just nasty. So you're right in every which way, but I need you to consider how funny it is. I want, you to, I want you to reprogram. I want you to adjust your mindset. You're thinking about this as though these are real people that you should have any respect for. No. Laugh. Heals everything, bro. I'm telling you. CM Punk returning to the territory that he declared to be the place that made him sick and not being <laughs> not professional wrestling is, is everything that wrestling's about, you know? Just good old-fashioned hypocrisy, brother. Embrace it. It's what fuels our business. Um, okay. What else we got here? Turkey or ham on a sandwich? Ham. I'm a ham guy. Thanks, Tope, for always mixing it up. I appreciate it, bro. Uh, Cookie says, the Muscle Buster near for Wednesday was a top three live experience. Really thought the big man would be world's champ, bro. It was so good. And you know what else, too? When she's saying that, like, Anyway, you know, everyone who's watching this is enough of a nerd to know what I mean by this. Joe going immediately for the pin is a big part of why that false finish is so good. Because so many dudes with a finish like the Muscle Buster would have hit that shit, looked at the people, did everything in their power to delay their pin to protect their finish. Go back and watch it. Joe hit that Muscle Buster. 
He spun around, hooked it, hooked the pin within a second. He pinned MJF like he was about to become the world's champion. And that is a small thing that I really believe makes a huge difference because if Joe had killed time in between the muscle buster and the pin, while there would have been drama, everyone in there is enough wrestling fan, let's be honest, it's the AEW audience to know what that means. But instead, he grabbed that pin right away, and it was just incredible. It's a level of false finish that every time you rewatch the match, you buy it again, even though you know full well where it's going. It's it's just incredible. I love that match, man. I I saw a range of reviews and folks that I really respect the opinion of and friends of mine didn't like it. Um, but and I get it, like I totally get it. Max is very theatrical right now and he has his quirks, I understand. But man, I just thought they met in the middle for saying that was really, really captivating. Not perfect. The finish you know, the MJF Cole thing is kind of weird in general, psychologically. So the finish kind of, I thought, took the edge off it a bit. But the actual meat of the match and the the uh, the atmosphere they got, they kind of built upon and the pace and everything, I just thought it was, I thought it was special, man. I loved that match. Absolutely loved it. And again, I like that's even weird, some of the Max stuff kind of Ron Myers. That. I just thought Joe was the perfect opponent because he was able to kind of ground it and root it in reality. But Joe's also, you know, colourful and does absurd faces and maniacal laughs and stuff. So, I don't know. I loved it. It just worked for me. Jake Lee, he's very unfortunate. Do you have an opinion on this Willow Jules? Appreciate the all caps. Discourse. Um, no, I, I don't really. I mean, I think you've always got to be careful with, like, the the single match meltdown, you know? The thing is, is, Willow's last month has been very disappointing. She should have been on Wembley. She should be a bigger priority than she has been. Follow-up, she's doing better post-Owen and all that stuff. I think that goes without saying. So the problem is, is that's a worthy conversation, but I think you lose it a bit when you just lock in on, should she be doing a job to Jules, Jules in a fashion I haven't even seen yet? Because for all we know... There's going to be a million different pieces to that job, and Jules is going to spray the mist and hit it with eight moves. And you know, we don't know, we haven't seen it. So I don't really care about any single match. And in fact, I'm for AEW booking more of these matches in general where people that we like lose. I think it's important. So I have no issue with the single match. I do think there's a worthwhile conversation about Willow and that follow up we talk about all the time, man. That that follow up is pivotal and it's their biggest flaw. So Willow's an interesting conversation. Her and Jules, not so much. What type of match did Brian and Zach actually work? A 45-minute map battle or something different? Placement's important on that, right? Right now, it does appear to be the main event, and is that the right match? A 45-minute map battle, is that the right match for the main event? Honestly, Brian is a deeply twisted soul, and I think he's going to prioritize his own grin on this one and wrestle a 35-minute you know, 25-30 map battle and pop himself and, and and do that particular dance. They may surprise us, but I don't know, man. I mean, that's the sell, right, with these two. Everyone wants to see a Matt wrestle. So, oh, yeah, I think they're going to I think they're gonna do the exact match you're, you're probably imagining. And Brian's going to work without any care as to what Washington <laughs> thinks about it. He's just going to do it and pop himself. That's what the American Dragon does sometimes. Should they just ride out Phoenix as international champ or shortchange the belt back as soon as Moxie's cleared? Uh, I would 
I don't really need Phoenix with the international champ. I would not go back to Mox. I have no interest in Mox as like work rate champ. I mean, I hope he's well, obviously, and like if that's what they want to do, that's what I want to do. But I feel like Mox has been wrestling every week on TV for fucking forever now. I want to see him in big feuds. You know, I want to see him just wrestling mid card guys for his belt. Does nothing for me. Um, yeah, I I would switch in a different direction. Like Ring Ross mentions Takeshita. Um, one of those heels we brought up earlier. Whatever it may be, I just I would do something different. I I, I don't in, have an interest in Mox in that role. I think he's value so much more valuable as an actual top guy who's cutting promos and feuding with other top guys. But we shall see. Um, who would you throw Phoenix against for a few weeks if he's buying time for Mox to be back? Uh, same topic here, different question. Good question. Um. Okay, let's look for some heels here. Let's look for some heels. I'm, I'm scrolling furiously. No, we don't need Ari Davari. Uh, hmm. Well, I'd like to see him work with Bud Matt. I know that's like a bit around here, but Bud Matt's very good against Luchadors. He did some remarkable work. He, he did some remarkable work opposite Kalisto in the World Wrestling Federation, which was no mean feat at the time. Other heels. Hmm. Not a bunch of names are jumping out at me here for stylistically that that fit, I must admit. Takesh match is probably one of the guys you'd have you'd suggest to beat him. I agree with that take. I would like to see him wrestle a babyface match with Matt Sidow on one of the TVs because Sidow is just fucking terrific. I'd love to see him wrestle uh, a, a singles match of that of that kind of significance um only a guy that could do it if he's winning but Miro and Ray Phoenix I, I feel would probably tear it up other than that I don't see a ton here I gotta concede I don't see a lot I don't love the uh Roosh is a good call yeah Kushida yeah there's some good names outside of Black Truce Kushida there's some good names outside of the promotion for sure which, you know, with the international belt, you can do. I mean, they do it with all the belts, but you could do it with that too. Um, Mono Monkey. I almost certainly just missed your name. It's like maybe one name, Mono Monkey. I don't know. But you at the end of it, you have a 64. And more importantly than either of those things, you just subscribed. You actually did it five minutes ago, but I'm old. And I've seen that you've subscribed here for one month. So I just want to thank you. It seems that you agree that CM Punk going back to the Fed is funny. So... We're rocking. You said just because I think Steen hates him too. He does. So, yeah. I hope in one of those two entries, I was close to your name, sir. But regardless, really thank you for subscribing. I'm glad you're enjoying the stream. We're still getting new subscribers, folks. Can you believe that? I thought people would be onto the bit by now. The can't, the old con, he still, he still pulls a new one in every once in a while. We're getting one new viewer a year. Building. Gradual. I watched that wrestler show, and Al Snow said it takes time. Go get the puzzle pieces in place. Um, <laughs> just imagine how much Triple Paul will hate having to pretend to like punk. Oh, God bless. Press conference, just talking graps. Beautiful. What old shitty pay view name would you bring back? Can be any company. Um, Slambury. <laughs> uh, Super Brawl. And these are not even shitty. They're just, I mean, Slambury is insane, but Super Brawl is great. Uh, Wrestle War. 
Mm, what else have we got? I'm trying to think of other WCW pops. WWF. Great Balls of Fire. Goes without saying. The, ain't my favourite, like, shitty-fed B-show name ever. Because it's just so B-show. Was Stomping Grounds. <laughs> Which, like... Everything about the marketing for that show was like, this isn't going to be important, folks. Don't worry about it. If you want to go, go. But no, it's not going to be important. I do hope AEW has a good art. Like, look, this isn't a weird thing to say, but if you're watching this, you're weird anyway, so you might get what I mean. But like, AEW should have a shitty pay-per-view when they got this 12-month, this 12 uh, pay-per-view thing, this, this monthly pay-per-view schedule, you know? Just give us a shitty one, you know? I'm talking 2,000 in attendance, cold crowd, there's like one great match on it that we latch on to. It's called like, you know, Battle Fest or something. And it's just a fucking stinker. Just a sheep over you. Just to ground us. We need to be humble in life, you know. We all get so carried away with this with the quality these days. It's disgusting. Just like give us like a butcher and blade tag title match that gets two and a quarter. Butch falls down when Dex tries to do the power and glory spot. Derby wrestles, Satnam Singh. It goes better than expected, too. Stars. Yeah. I'm plotting. I'm plotting. All right. Prediction for a match that could overdeliver wildly, wildly on Wrestle Dream. I'm going with that tag four way. Um, overdeliver. What's low? the problem? Is is everything's got pretty good expectations on it. Do you know what I think? As a, this is gonna, this is almost starting to age badly. Because I'm not saying this is gonna be great, but I'm just, I think Jules and Chris is like, I think he's got a shot. You know, I think Jules is quite impressive to be honest. And my instinctual response to the Jules gimmick was to push back because everyone that I follow on Twitter only praises Jules in order to dunk on Alexa Bliss, which I find to be a personal shot and a little bit aggressive. But I do think she's quite impressive. I think Jules and Chris may be quite good. This is my, this is this is my uh, my read on the situation. What a hot take that is! That'll get me on ESPN. I think it'll be quite good. We shall see. Placement will help, but honestly, that and the the tag four are the only matches that don't have a lot of expectations. Like the Kenny trios match is gonna be fucking awesome, I'd imagine. So yeah, I don't really have any doubt about any of those matches, honestly. Baffled TK looked at the Kingdom Act and thought we'd be better about Maria. Apparently, it was out of Tony's power. It's it's a circumstantial thing about what days they're they're home and such. Maria and and Mike. So I don't think it's anything in his control. Um, not a huge fan of MJF's current instincts for wrestling right now. Too irony, poison for my taste. Get it completely, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. It's one of those things where it's sometimes great, some other times it doesn't. It you know with Joe, obviously, I'm I have like a avenue to invest and uh, someone to focus on so yeah i get it totally that punk survivor series press conference will be incredible talking about today i return to sports entertainment it's real fucking raps man i love this sport calling mjf is weird right now i really thought they should have done the cold turner mj uh, cold turner all in I tend to agree. It's not a topic I delve into much because I've never really liked it. I just kind of watched Tarot over years and been like, well, fair enough. I'd, it feels like that was the height of like the momentum and such. Um, I've kind of had it. I mean, 
I think I'd had enough of it after a couple of weeks, but at this point, I pretty much did not care at all. But it seems like the people still like it, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully, Adam Cole's okay. But where I'm currently feeling like you're probably right and they should have done a turn at Wembley. But I also get why they were hesitant to do that because of how much merch it was moving and stuff before. So it's difficult. It's one of those ones I find hard to read because I've never really connected with it. So I, I find it difficult to figure out when it's <laughs> when it's hit a wall, you know. What would you do with Claudio next if you had the pencil? Um, honestly, man, like, I think he's a great candidate to work with Max, right? You're going to let December pay-per-view. If Max isn't losing the belt in December, which I assume he's not, I'd be keeping him babyface. I mean, that's a hell of a match for MJF. Um, another guy that he can work underneath against because Claudio's bigger. Promo-wise, it wouldn't be dynamite, but I think, it's, I think it's a strong match, um, especially viewed it as a TV special, honestly. The pay-per-view thing, whatever, but yeah. And what Max, I mean, eventually Claudio probably is going to settle into a familiar role and and work, you know. I think him and Uter as a tag team is something that they might actually stick with. I don't see that as like this dramatic, you know, downfall because to me that's just kind of the way it goes and he's so great in that, in that department. But... Uh, an MJF program jumps off page, <clears throat> jumps off the page. A, a, a Darby Allen program, because that's something you should explore. The big question with Claudio is, is he going to be a babyface or a heel? Blackpool Combat Club seemingly have turned babyface. He shook at his hand. As a babyface, especially in the Blackpool Combat Club, he's the third man. You know, it's it's difficult. So we sh- I'm kind of... I do hope they have a plan for him because he's been fabulous and he always is. He's just a remarkable wrestler. Uh, breaking news, EO and Asuka popped a number. That match was good. I like that match. Um, great pacing. Great feel to it. Had a, had a main event vibe and they didn't really work with babyface and heel dynamics much as they just kind of wrestled. I will say I was surprised by, and it's saying there's been a trend as of late, unfortunately. The work was more inconsistent than I than I hoped, um, or less consistent than I hoped, I should say. I mean, Asuka's stuff has definitely got looser. I love Asuka, so it's not like a, you know, I mean, she's great. We didn't episode on Green Grout. We haven't talked about her for two and a half hours. But, you know, those strikes are, hit and miss is quite literal at this point, right? Oracle and I think it's Alexa's fault because they were a tag team and she realized that you could just get away with missing, um, which, which is mostly a bit of ours, but maybe true. I don't know. But uh, the work was like very up and down, but they placed everything in a way where they like really got the people to bite on it and believe in it as, as a main event special match. It ended up having a really cool feel to it. So I like the match, Escrinio, even if it wasn't, nearly as good as what they can do. I mean, if they get another chance, I'm sure it'll be better. But it's very good nonetheless. I like that they got time too. Little video package, good stuff. Tony Khan's booking, oh, can be summarized as a plate-spinning exercise. You get hot and that's that, and he moves on to someone else. You cool down and need to be heated back up again. Yes. Yes, it's quite bad. He gets... I, I've been using the analogy recently of there's a bridge from like... There's like a 20 guys standing, you know, waiting to get across this bridge. And on the other side is the true main event stars of AEW. 
And the true main event stars of AEW are mostly people who have been elsewhere and solidify themselves main event stars in those places. And it's noticeable because they are less affected by this plate spin exercise as a result of that because they're already, you know, they're cemented. But when you're a young guy, you need that repetition and you need you need to be, you know, have it beaten over people's head. I am I belong alongside Dragon and Moxley and whoever it may be. Um, it, they struggle with it a lot. It's, you know, one step forward, two steps back. And it's just hopefully this pay-per-view thing helps them get better at because honestly, you're going to need to feature your top guys in big matches every month. Hopefully it helps. Maybe that's optimism talking probably. I don't know. But I think when you look at like, the two guys to look at closely in this regard right now, I think, are Swerve and Ricky. Because Ricky, I think we can all agree, is closer than he's ever been. And he's coming off some really strong work. And his next step is going to be fascinating in this regard. Have they improved on this floor? Is Ricky going to go into something else interesting? Or is he going to do, you know, work guys that are way underneath him and go back to their level rather than having a chance to continue a climb? Swerve is going to get this hangman feud. I think he's going to win at Wrestle Dream and then lose a rematch. But then what, right? To the same point. So there are some names, I think, that are, that are crossing that bridge, so to speak, that we can look at to see if there's been an improvement or is it the same issues we've become accustomed to? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... I think it's an interesting time to look at that with the, the recent shifts and the more TV time. Because really, the pay-per-view schedule and the, and the TV time should help make that easier. But... Uh, we'll find out in the coming months. Hope it was a good day at work, Joe. Hope you're well, mate. Um, Statlander's reign is the best put woman's reign since Tony's first world title reign, in my opinion. Probably just because they let her wrestle. She's very, very good. When she first came back, Chris was clearly rusty, rightly so. Understandably so, um, I should say. But, man, she's looked real great as of late. Very impressive. The the one-two punch of the Jaden Britt match was like... Yeah, she's rolling right now. Okay, I need to get out of here soon. Uh, Mark's international champ is a bit. Ric Flair is US champ working cone and pop. What an incredible deep cut. When does Soraya wrestle again? Seems like she works once a month. I don't know, but she might be cooking, folks. I'm going to... Sorry, sir. I mean, look, folks, make of what you will. We're an hour and 28 minutes into this. I feel safe saying it here. I thought the Tony Storm match was like... It was the third best match on the show. I'll tell you that much for sure. Oh, it was pretty good. <laughs> I kind of think she's okay right now. I don't know. I don't know when she's going to wrestle next. But she took a DDT on the stage in the ad break, which is one of the funniest things AEW's ever done, honestly. So, Britain might be back is what I'm saying. <laughs> that will definitely age well. Um, the Righteous. Why? Well... It makes Alex happy. So, that's enough for me, I suppose. Um, I'm kind of fucked for saying it, but I want the Righteous Prochocho match to be horrendously bad to see Dave get even more mad. That's No, that's absolutely the kind of attitude you're supposed to have around here. I mean, I just booked the shitty pay-per-view just to pop myself, so yeah. Got some bad pay-per-view names here. Um, Greed, Sin, Smackville, Smackville, Stomping Grounds, Beware of Dog, oh, real raps. My TW Fed has a show called Beer Brawl. Oh, God. 
Fucking awesome. This is what I'm talking about. Sheep out of you in Hartford, Connecticut. Total fed crowd only popped for the former WWE guys. That's what I'm talking about. It's all dark in there. You get like a weird like B team and out squad too. Oh yeah. Breaking point. Let's call it breaking point. Good idea. Um, I remember that show having heavy machinery working Danielson and Redbeard on stomping grounds. Fuck. What a time to be alive. There's some Jules theme song talk. God bless. I think the MJF Cole stuff has become even more transparent in mid-card comedy than it was before Wembley. I don't know. It was pretty mid-card comedy before that. But yeah, I mean, with the tag belts, it's kind of inevitable, right? Two straight papes against Silver and Reynolds and fucking the Righteous. Yeah, I'd argue. Willie made the same point. Um, Reese said, I've enjoyed the MJF Cole stuff, but it does feel like it's in a holding pattern of sorts, which while it's still over, isn't a problem, but I get why people want them to go on with it. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm not, you know, because I'm not invested, it's whatever to me. But yeah, it, it definitely doesn't feel as hot as it was. Uh, there's some Claudio. My God, Claudio turns to become Swerve's second in command in the embassy. The Mogul embassy. Please respect the investment made. Uh, okay. See them doing MJF and Swerve at full gear. I think Swerve is still working with Hangman at full gear, to be honest. But if Cole is healthy, I think you'll get Max and Cole at full gear. I think by then they'll be in that direction. Kind of have to, right? When else are you going to do it? I guess you have monthly papers now. You do whatever the fuck. Maybe you're right. Ignore me. <laughs> I guess it could be December now. I don't know. Um, Soraya and Tony was clearly better than Jericho Osprey and Mox Vince. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I, to be honest, it's not. Yeah, it's not saying much because one of those matches obviously was deeply unfortunate because it happens. Um, you, you know, there's many issues Mox and Phoenix, but not, not the guy's performance. He was clearly concussed very early in the match. Now, should other people have realized he was concussed, considering that many of us sitting at home did? Yes, but that's a different thing. Um, and Jericho and and Sammy, you just shook me with that Osprey type of... Yeah, Jericho and Sammy was, was not for me, to say the least. Uh, and to your point, yes, Tony and Surreal was all smoke and mirrors, but still... Third on the uh, third on the bill for me. Um, Capital Punishment's a good pay per view name. Incredible. We need Joe to check out WF this Tuesday in Texas. One of its kind discontinued. That was uh, that came up recently. Yeah, Tuesday in Texas. Let's run it back. Um, okay, which brings us to a halt. I think the last point I made was that Serrera is good now. So same for you guys to, to take home with you. I'm headed to WrestleMania Worldwide in under half an hour. Please join us if you want. If you want. Um, myself, Montgomery and Ibu, comma, of WrestleMania, talking about the sport that we love. I think we're going to be recapping the weekend, whatever that means. So that's what's happening over there. As for this very channel, tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, Green Grappler, Bam Bam Bigelow. We've got an incredible lineup, six promotions across our six-match lineup. Incredibly excited to have Bam Bam, who's in a fascinating career of potential that was never quite realized, but flashes of immense greatness. So super excited for that. And then this Thursday, back in our old time slot, 9 Eastern, the late-night grin, 
episode 93. Myself, Matt, maybe Jackson, maybe Oracle, maybe a young lion. I don't know if time will tell. We're going to get together and preview the Wrestle Dream. So it's a two grin month here at LNG after not doing any shows at all. We thought you, we owe you that. And then next month, we're going to do some some draft business because, of course, that's a tradition around here. So much to look forward to. I appreciate everyone who joined me on this. It's been a while. It's been too long, even. And uh, I had a blast. Very, very fun. All right, folks. I appreciate the support. Um, keep grinning. All that good stuff. If I see you over on WrestleMania, hopefully we have a good show there. If not, have a great night. Enjoy Raw. And whatever else is on a Monday night these days, keep grinning. All how. Enjoy this outro, folks. <laughs>